This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. Welcome to the podcast Secrets of the North, a podcast about true crime in Northern BC. I'm your host, Emily Gallen. And I'm the co-host, Spencer Hall, and this is not an episode. So once a month, uh, we're going to talk about uh, just various criminal topics. Uh, So we're going to get new episodes. So we're going to have a full episode where we're going to talk about a crime. And then we're also going to talk about a crime topic. So this is the first episode one of those mm-hmm. and this month i'm going to talk about true crime culture Woo! Woo-hoo. Yay! so first off spencer i've got to say that i'm a dirty little liar what yeah in the last episode i said that i was going to talk about kirk morin but unfortunately you got sick i got the vid you did and so we had to postpone that a little bit and you're going to be hearing this before you hear uh, that sad tale if uh, if you're upset about that to make you feel better i had body aches four days so it happened like right after thanksgiving mm-hmm. and then i woke up and then uh the pumpkin pie made a reemergence. <laughs> but you know what i i made uh i took a stand against COVID, and i was eating pumpkin pie within two days so Good. you can never take pumpkin pie away from me i persevered i personally hate pumpkin pie what i know you and uh nick are the same then because he also hates pumpkin pie i hate pumpkin pie i hate watermelon and i hate radishes I love watermelon. I could, you know, radishes are hit or miss. Yeah. Oh, beets. Not a huge fan. Not a huge fan of beets. Well, you know, we're going to talk about some true crime culture. But first off, you had an idea. I had an idea that came to me one evening in after. Uh, yeah, in a dream, in, in a wine-induced haze. Um, I thought, how fun would it be if people wrote in to us their secrets? And we could call it Secret Corner. I love that because we have... Wine corner, crime corner, and now secret corner, which gives us one more corner if we're thinking about rooms that are square. Well, we're going to come up with something organically in the future to fill that fourth corner, for sure. I fully believe that we will. Me too. Um, So basically, I want to hear all the juicy gossip of the North. I don't care about celebrities. I kind of want to know why you hate your mother-in-law. I want to know what's happening down at Walmart. I want to know about how mad you are about the crosswalks something i, I want to know secret. if you what, vandalize something yeah i want to know what aunt kathy did this thanksgiving because you know she did something she did something and it was bad Probably. and and i want to know about things that you've never told anybody else i want to i want you to unburden yourself upon me anonymously yeah. so except for crimes yeah please don't i don't have the mental capacity if you committed a crime and you send me an email about it first off i will cry second off it's going straight to the rcmp i am a narc i'm sorry uh, when it comes narc. to crimes um and i'm talking about like murder if you shoplifted from a walmart like we've all done that not me but people have done that uh so essentially how we want this to go is uh you're gonna send it to us you don't even have to use a real name I don't mm-hmm. I, I don't want to know your name. We don't need to know. You if you want to share, share it with us, then you're fine. But, you know, I think that ultimately, like, you know, um, we're not going to share it. We're not going to dox you. If you want to send us a secret, it's a secret. Mm-hmm. For only everyone in the North to know about. Well, I mean, we're going to talk about it, but we're not going to name them. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we don't have any secrets right now. But Emily is full of secrets. I I would like to say that I'm full of secrets, but I pretty much tell everybody everything. Yep. Mm-hmm. You sure do. Mm-hmm. And since it's the first time 
doing this. I don't have any secrets but my own to tell. Okay. Well, here, let me tell you a secret that okay. I don't like telling people. Okay. And it's Halloween related because guess what? This is going to be released on October 31st, which is Halloween. Hallow's Eve. Ooh. Um, so my Halloween secret is um, I used to trade my sister for all of her little like dots. You know, those like things that are made by Tootsie where they're disgusting. Mm. So I'd give her oh like the tiny little they're multiple colors like pastel colors yeah they're and, and they're and wax no they're like the dots they come in like a little box and they're like jujubes probably don't like them yeah I don't like them either so anyway but I would trade all my rockets and get all my dots and then when my my mom would steal my Halloween candy because she was a little little because she's a mom and she deserves it yeah she's a mom and deserves it but also she was absolutely under the influence of cannabis yeah. uh, so, it was the tax exactly so essentially I would then make it. For all the, I, I basically trade for all the candy I didn't like, and then we would have a decoy bag, and then my sister. Oh <laughs> yes. Sorry, mom. You had a decoy bag. Absolutely, my mom was going to eat all the candy. Yeah. Oh my god, that's genius. That's yeah. chef's kiss genius. Thank you, Spencer. Yeah. Oh, I'm so proud of you. You have no idea. Thank you. That's like that's way better than my story. No, it's not. No, it is. I doubt that's it will genius be genius level. Well. I mean, that was after a few years of mom taking, like, the good stuff. Like, like all the Reese's Pieces. I've already had about half of the Halloween candy. Oh, really? Yeah. The, it's great. It tastes yummy. I love it. Yeah, I'm excited for Halloween. Uh, we took Teddy uh, uh, trick-or-treating last year. I dressed him up as a hot dog. Is Teddy the dog? That's my dog. The cat. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. No, Blue is the cat. And okay. And I will probably not win her trust over enough in the next 11 days to dress her up. But no, for last sure. year we dressed Teddy up as a dog and we went trick-or-treating with some friends. And <laughs> while we were there, there was this, uh, this kid that was also dressed in pretty much an identical hot dog costume. And he looks over at his dad and he says, dad, that dog's also a hot dog, but he's also a real dog. And his <gasps> oh dad God. looks at him and he says, without Brit missing a beat, makes eye contact with the kid. And he says, you should be a detective. <laughs> I was like, roasted. That's him. Oh, I saw what you did there. Yeah, you see what I did? Yeah. I love it. That's mind. I mean. Tell me your, tell me your secrets. Okay. Well, it won't be a secret after this, but I, okay. It was a secret for a while. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to take you in the way, way back machine. Oh boy. All the way. We're going to go to Emily when she's in grade, say nine. No, say eight. What year is this? I don't know math. Two thousand and no, nine, late nineties. Spi- like Spice Girls, like oh for sure. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Think Spice Girl era. Okay, yeah, okay. Tell me what you did, what you really, really did. Well, okay. Well, what I wanted, what I really, really wanted was a gnome. A gnome. A gnome. Say ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> okay, so. Circa long time ago, Emily was hanging out with some of her dude friends and as you do, as I do, cruising around in their truck up and down, probably a hundredth as we naturally did. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite pastimes was to go around town and accumulate lawn ornaments and lawn gnomes. Okay. Yeah. I like accumulate, 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 accumulate. So hold on. When you were accumulating your your lawn ornaments, is that like specifically gnomes, or were you like taking flamingos? You were like anything goes. Okay, anything anything goes. But gnomes are what 
it, that's the the key prize, right? If you know him, you know him. If you know him, you know him. And and that's what I wanted. I knew I knew from a young age what I wanted to do. Like and, a little travelocity, you know? Yeah, and part of that was okay. to steal on them. So I did. <laughs> um, my mom actually she taught me the way. But did she? She, she was like, "This is how you steal a gnome, honey." She did. She used to get us to toilet paper other people's vehicles and steal stop signs and put them on other people's yards. I come by it completely honestly. How? Wait. Okay. So not, here's I'm what not I lying. don't get about you: is that you do this right? Mm-hmm. You toilet paper things and you steal gnomes, but also. I mean, I'm going to dox you because you told me this at a Halloween party last year, so it's on brand. But I remember Emily, like, sitting me down. It's Halloween. She's dressed as a cult member who's trying to get me to join a cult where I, re- I suntan my butthole. Okay. Because it's Emily. I remember that part. Yeah, it was last year. I hope you remember it. Um, but also, this is the same woman who stole gnomes, but also narked on people who had expired insurance. Oh, yeah. Oh, she is. Yeah, so Emily... When she was a child, her and her sister used to walk around, and if she saw somebody with an expired license plate, she'd write it down and call the cops. Oh, we got in so much trouble for that. Really? Yeah, because we actually called the cops, and then my parents yelled at us. Why? They were like, don't fucking narc. Exactly. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. They're like, we have expired insurance, Emily. Yeah, you're like, you should go steal those stop signs for me, but don't you dare. Don't you dare bring those cops to my door. Yeah, so you're like a little enigma. Exactly. With a Mm -hmm. nice butt. So... Anyways, we steal all these lawn gnomes and these lawn ornaments, and we what are we going to do with them, right? And I don't know. Well, I didn't either until then. I knew. I knew. It just came to me. It like came I, to you? Like you had like 40 gnomes in the back of that, that, that truck box. It was like an look. epiphany. I love it. And we had all gone to this Catholic school in town, which isn't there anymore. It's the medical clinic now. Oh, like right across from the ambulance station? Yeah, like exactly. In that weird intersection where it's just yes. like, you can go right or you can go straight, but you're not going left. No. To the left, to the left. <laughs> and so we climbed up on top of the school. I remember going through the back and then climbing on like a generator and then scaling up on the top, passing each other up all the gnomes and lawn ornaments. Oh my God, this is so intense. Yeah, it's like in the middle of the night. And we line them all up on the edge so that right where that three-way stop is and you're driving (laughs) there, you look to your right and you see this beautiful silhouette. Of these gnomes. Of like 20 lawn gnomes. That's beautiful, but also I feel like somebody had a little too much to drink and they were like, oh my God, the gnomes are attacking. I hope. Okay, it gets slightly more interesting. What? It's more interesting? You stole a bunch of gnomes. Why? This is where this secret part comes in. Okay. So no one knew that we had done this or that it was us who had done this until many, many, many years later. No one knew? No one knew. No one knew. No one knew. I love it. Many years later, in a Tim Hortons coffee shop, I'm chin-wagging and chatting as I do, regaling the, you know... The, the general light. public who are yes. just trying to get their double-double. All they want is their double-double. But here's Emily. Just <laughs> has to tell me my story. His lips flapping away in the wind. <laughs> if it's not true crime, it's talking about gnomes. I'm not telling you. It's true, honestly. Gnomes. It's like true crime, true. cults, or gnomes. Yeah, there's no in-between. Or, or butts. Yeah, or hocus-pocus. Uh, I love that, too. Yeah. So I tell this story, and the girl says, like, wait, what? I'm like, yeah. She's like, my mom... No. lost her gnome and so i'd stolen her mom's gnome gnome i'm 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 gnome and kidding you okay, <laughs> that yeah. was a stretch i'm so sorry to the people who have to listen to this conversation I know, I love uh, okay so hold on so you got i love that the only place like like you kept this secret for so many years and then you 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 
you nerfed yourself. You told somebody to Tim Hortons. And that person ended up being a, a byproduct of my crime. A victim, a if victim. you will. Oh, of my crime. Well. Your actions have real life consequences, Emily. And I hope that you're, you were very disappointed in yourself in that to- at that time. They do. And apparently that mom had to go to the police station to identify her lawn gnome is no. what I was told. It is. No, no way. That's what, that's what I was told. Oh, my gosh. So there were a bunch of people who had missing gnomes who then con- the, the police were like, hey, guys, we got a bunch of gnomes. I want to think that somebody was like, oh, my God, I'm so worried about this gnome. And then they go to the police station and then they're like, the gnome wasn't there. Like, like Bro, this like, would have been oh, before social media, right? So you, you probably like, saw this was a long newspaper. time ago. So they would have like the radio or yeah. the newspaper. Like my dad used to be the weatherman in town. Wow. Like, he's, like, day, he's like, now if we myself. look at Tuesday, there's going to be a 100% chance of you missing a gnome. <laughs> the humidity oh level God, is 45% it. and gnomeless. <laughs> That's so fucking bad. That's so fucking bad. I love it. So she goes and she identifies her lawn gnome and she gets it back. Gnome harm done. I just shot wine out of my nose. Okay, no harm done. No. But I think you did do harm later on. I believe if I if I'm thinking, what else? What else did you? Because this is not a victimless crime, Emily. I, I can't believe that you're so brazen that you're just laughing about this well, crime that you committed. Now that I actually remember specifically the gnome in question, I it was like a twenty pound gnome. It was that's a he- that's a hefty gnome. It's a hefty gnome. Not only that, but I ended up marrying her son at one point. <laughs> And in the divorce, guess what I got? <laughs> you did not get the fucking gnome. I got the fucking you got the- gnome. <laughs> His mom left the gnome in my garden when she moved out of town. It's where it belongs. Do you still have the gnome? I have it. It's on my back porch right <laughs> oh now. Oh, my God. And it's massive. Oh, I'll post it on The gnome is media. coming to record the next podcast. It, it will be here. I love yeah. that. It's amazing. So what do you think was worse in her opinion? The fact that you divorced her son or the fact that you stole her garden gnome? No, probably the gnome. Probably the gnome. The gnome's more important. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's... We all uh, moved on. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, if you have committed a gnome-related crime, hit us up on Instagram. I will keep your identity a secret. However, Emily, uh, shame. 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 You stole so many gnomes. That's not even... Oh, so that's not even the worst, but... Oh, no. Is this one coming out on Halloween? Yep. This is a Halloween episode, Okay, baby. well then, perfect. When I was working at Egan's back in the day with my friends, Lindsay and Sheila... What is Egan's? Egan's Pub. Okay, it's a pub. Okay, so it's where Super 8 is right now in Fort St. Oh, John. Oh, okay. Yeah, the basement was a pub, Egan's. So me and my friends went around town and accumulated a whole bunch of Halloween decorations oh, and wow. decorated our friend Sheila's front porch. Okay. That that I, that's the whole that was story. It. That's actually that's Got the entire her. story. That's a fun prank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now you don't have to decorate, you fuck. <laughs> um actually another fun uh Halloween-esque tale is uh when my dad moved into uh one of his properties there was a uh like a light up. It's like a plastic pumpkin and it had a light in it. Mm-hmm. Uh anyway, the owners left it behind and my grandpa who was like the human equivalent of a crow uh was just like, "You going to use that pumpkin?" And I was like, "No." So now it's at, his, it's at my grandpa's house. <laughs> A crow. My grandpa is the human equivalent. Oh, he just the collects, shiny things. He collects shiny things, but okay. also just weird, weird stuff. He also hangs okay. out with crows, like he feeds them fries from McDonald's. I I feel like I could be friends with a crow. Actually, yeah, I mean, crows are pretty lit. Like they're they're a pretty no nonsense bird. Like they're no nonsense turkey. Turkeys, 
can go fuck themselves. I hate yeah, them. Yeah, I hate turkeys. No. Uh, this is a, Eat I'm them. sorry, I'm going to discriminate against turkeys. Anyway, uh, well, okay, if you have any secrets that are Halloween or bird related or really gnome related, gnome related. you stole stuff, um, you don't like your mother, it's fine. It happens. Anything. Tell I us. like my mother, so I can't relate, but I love I, your grandmother. I mean, we all do. She's a beautiful human. I, we need to get her on. She, we, re- I did warn her. Okay, uh, so she's, she's coming on. She's totally down. Christmas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. She would like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, we have uh, some fun things planned for Christmas. Uh, we're we're talking about special merch. Mm-hmm. We're talking about. I don't. That's it. That's, that's all. That's we're all we're about. talking about. Special merch. That's uh, all. So, I don't talk about anything else. You know, keep an eye open. And I think eventually we're gonna have a merch store. We should have a gnome in our merch store. A gnome that's wearing our T-shirt. In the merch Secrets store. of the North gnomes. N- gnome. There's gnome way to gnome. There's. Who gnomes? Who gnomes? Gnomes uh, of the North. You know what? If you have some great gnome puns, feel free to send them to us. Uh, but yeah, no, eventually we will have some merch available for you folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I appreciate you all listening. Uh, but now we're going to try our new experiment, uh, by which I mean we're going to talk. It's called a non-episode. Yes. But first, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors. <laughs> powerful conversations that deserve to be listened to before the peace is an energeticcity.ca podcast now available on all major platforms that highlights indigenous voices in northeast bc host jenna moreland and trey lapashinsky will take you on a journey with an indigenous lens on the history of the peace region find out more go to energeticcity.ca slash before the peace check out all of our podcasts go to energeticcity.ca slash podcasts so uh you're back hello thank you for listening to my voice you're back too i'm here and queer. And just, queer. Just kidding. No, she's not. Yeah, uh, I am. Oh, shit. You are, yeah. too. I'm so sorry. That's I gaslit okay. you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're both queer and mentally ill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, giggity, giggity. All right. That's copywritten. Anyway, uh, so well, you're going to tell me about some true crime culture. I believe like we've both been kind of indoctrinated by it. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to nerd out on you for a little bit. Um, I'm here. I'm queer. I, I'm used to it. I'm here. I'm queer. And I'm a nerd for true crime. Yeah, that's a shirt. Boom. There it is. Let's go there to it is. Merch that's store. our merch for Christmas. Uh, absolutely. Perfect. Merry Christmas, y'all. Also, happy Hanukkah. You went to university, right? I did. So. It was the time. Is that uh, kind of when you got hooked on true crime? or? or- Definitely before that, but I did some research on the culture of true crime when I was in university. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and so that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about today. I'd love you to talk to me about that. I'm going to, and I'm loving that you're loving it. I'm loving that I'm loving that you're loving it. I don't know. Anyway, continue. I've had a lot of this uh, Northern Lights Mortillo blueberry wine. I Moira Rose myself again. Uh, We're going to talk about that later in an episode, but uh, if you guys pick up the reference, first off, I love you. Uh, Second off, please listen to our next episode. It gets dark, but we do talk about wine. So what I found out was that many true crime enthusiasts became interested in true crime before they were even teenagers, most before the age of 20. Huh. This was just out of the people that I surveyed uh, when I was in university. So keep that in mind, but I did have about 400 participants. Does that seem young to you, Spencer? No, uh, because I think that I got kind of in, uh, into true crime uh, due to my, my late grandmother and also my, my grandmother who's uh, still with us. Uh, so, you know, my earliest memories were she would start off very, you know, like she's watching The Nanny. She's watching Frasier. She's watching, you know, uh, Three's Company was a big one for her, too. So essentially, like, at around, like, 11, she'd then switch to her true crime. So, like, I like cold- that she's keeping you awake to 11 as well. At, oh, a.m. 
Oh, a- AM. Uh, but, uh, you know, she so she'd take that she'd watch the nanny. So it'd be like Fran Drescher being like, uh-huh. and then and then it'd be like, you know, Terry Lynn was a very promising grad student. Like it would be like, I'm like, oh, God, here comes cold case files. And then be like first 48 CSI New York, CSI Miami, all this stuff, like all this true crime. And then my grandmother on my dad's side, who's you know still still kicking, still rocking out, yeah, listening yes. to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Love you, grandma. Hey, grandma. Uh, she got foot surgery when I was young and ended up watching the entire series of forensic files. Bless her soul. Right? And then she's got, like, her and my grandpa will watch, like, they're, like my grandpa's, like, really into archaeology, and then, like, she's really into forensics, so, like, there's some crossover. So, oh, for sure. <laughs> excuse me. They they watch those shows together, so I think at one point I was watching the show, and it's, like, this Texan old detective or whatever, and they're, like, they're talking about him, like, they know him personally, but they've just watched all of his episodes. Like, it's things like that. So, like, I come by it honestly, and then when my, my grandmother, my mom said died, like, I think as a coping mechanism, we watched, like, the entire series of CSI New York. Like, it was just a lot. Okay, I don't think I was that young. I definitely loved horror films at a young age. Uh, and I remember having like a VHS of one, I don't know if it was called Rose or Red Barn or, or something, but it was a double tape. Okay. Like four hours on the VHS of like this horror film. It was really good. But um, then when I got older, I started getting into true crime. So I think I could probably tie where I personally was then like, it's no longer my grandmother. It's me that's into true crime. Okay. Was, uh, you know, the $10 or the two for $10 bin at Walmart for movies. Mm-hmm. Okay, so movies I movies or DVDs like VHS, just or DVDs, DVDs. say okay. DVDs. Uh, I mean, like it's the same bin. It's not like they were like. Mm. Uh, anyway, so there was one that you could get, and it's like this ten-hour documentary about serial killers, and it's really poorly done because it's like a really old. And they're talking about all these things. I still uh, want to watch it. No? Oh yeah, ten hours. I can find it. I think I bought it off of Amazon because it, it is. It's such a piece of nostalgia for me. It's not good, uh, but it's it's interesting. Uh, so that was. Uh, I think it was like the you know serial killers are the most i don't want to say i think it was like 10 most famous serial killers so they broke it up by you know like here are the gay serial killers here are the female genres serial killers. yeah so they'd all do that and like so they talked about like uh albert fish uh hh holmes uh uh the eileen the warnos eileen warnos was there and then what was her name she's like the she was not Clifford it was Wilson. older she was a nurse uh, oh. And uh, she was. Is it the couple killings? No, it no. was. Um, she was a nurse. That's actually a really weird and interesting thing. Actually, with female perpetrators of crimes, sometimes like you will see nurses. Jane Topan was who okay. it was. Was uh, she like old people in the nursing homes, or just anyone in the nursing home? She in, was anyone, um, anyone let me, anywhere. Let me look up Jane Topan. Yeah. Let's let me tell you a little about her because she's very she's interesting. She's absolutely unhinged. Uh, so her name, her nickname was Jolly Jane. Oh, that's disturbing. Nineteen oh one. She confessed to thirty one murders. <gasps> However, only twelve were confirmed. Her ambition, she is quoted as saying, is to have killed more people, helpless people, than any man or woman who ever lived. So what she did is she used to inject people with um, uh, morphine. And then she'd go and lay with them. And she was... She's, I wish they could see my face. Yeah, she... Emily's I don't very know shocked. about this. Uh, so Jane Topan, uh, she's from Boston, Massachusetts. I hate her. I, yeah, she's not... She uh, is also known as the Angel of Death. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So 
uh, another really interesting with, like, the sleeping with the people. Yeah. And you're having like that complete control. That's that control that she was after. And she was also kind of rumored to be mentally ill. Uh, well, she fully would have I been. Mean, a, she, I mean, she checks out a psychopath, but it was 1901. So they were like, yeah, she's crazy. Uh, anyway, oh, she ended man. up being, I think committed to a mental hospital, but okay. it's also interesting. The nurses and, you know, medical staff that kill, uh, obviously not trying to say every medical staff at, at all, but there is, um, a show on Netflix that I watched called uh, Nurses Who Kill. So there was, I don't think Jaden Topan was in there, but uh, Beverly, what the hell was her name? There's been a lot. But that's usually kind of, you know, if you want to kill people, you put yourself in the position usually where you can kill them. Beverly Allett was the one I'm thinking of. And she was very, she reminded me of a modern day Jane Topan. Anyway, side, side step. Anyway, that's where I kind of realized that I was into true crime. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the culture. Well, a lot of people, like we said, started young with their interest in true crime. But when I did my survey, the most common response was their parents were interested in true crime or there was a really highly sensationalized true crime event that happened that awakened their interest. And that makes a lot of sense to me. If a true crime is playing on your TV every night, you're going to have increased exposure to that. And that actually makes you more likely to like it that makes sense because i feel like a lot of times when things are brought up in your childhood it does stick with you whether you realize it or not mm-hmm. and apparently the more we try something the more likely we are to like it just because we get the more opportunities to be exposed to like it right so the more often that you're watching this news coverage or you're reading about it the more likely it is that you're going to that's going to stick with you and then mm-hmm. you're going to have that attitude where other crimes happen and you need to know yeah okay do you, do you have any big cases that you remember when you were a kid well, I know the Robert Pickton one was really big when I was a kid. Okay, and you were from the Terrace area? Terrace, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, like, it traveled upwards. I know that there was also... Actually, there's a really interesting case about this guy who was kind of operating out of Alaska, but also he was kind of... He ended up killing a, a Terrace RCMP officer. There's a book about who is it. that? I can't remember his name. Let That's me... not um, the super, super, super famous serial killer, which name I can't think of. Are you thinking of... The Kill Kits... Oh, um, and he actually has come through Fort St. John to kill people like, well, on the way to like Alaska because he lived in Alaska and Portland. Ah, um, he he killed himself in jail. No, uh, I think this one's different. Uh, this one is Michael Oroz. No. Uh, so he uh, there's a great book that I read and my mother also uh, got me to read. Uh, it's Descent into Madness, the Diary of a Killer. So mm. it's uh, Michael Oroz was uh, he has a whole diary so it's this entire diary series but what he ended up doing was he was being chased by the rcmp in this very rural remote area and he ended up actually uh killing a a terrorist rcmp officer in in that uh essentially when they're trying to chase him down so oh, wow. yeah a little little things again my mom is also interested in true crime so the person i was thinking about was israel keys oh, okay i yeah. don't know if i recognize that name oh we're going to have to chat because actually when I was, because actually, because <laughs> when I was listening to some podcasts on Israel Keys, I was realizing that he traveled on the Alaska Highway. Oh. And it made me look at any missing person who had gone missing from the Fort St. John area. Were there any that kind of lined up for no, you? No, there weren't really any that lined up. Okay. Um, well, that, I mean, that's good which news. Which is good. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's good news. Because I was thinking the about the Abigail Andrews. Yeah. And that it, is it a big big story that i would like for us to talk about a little bit more Uh, i did write a story on it but uh it was a good one 
Thank you. Uh, I wasn't going to say that, but uh, you know, it was. Uh, I, I do highly recommend that people kind of look into her case because that is one of those ones that haunt me. To be mm-hmm. honest with you, like she just kind of went missing about twelve years ago, and and you know the family. Her mom has passed away now, but her dad is still alive. He's not. I don't believe he's in Canada. I believe he's in the states now. But okay. his, her, uh, her sister and her friends are still out there, mm-hmm. and they don't have those answers. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's definitely one of the cases that has kept me into the true crime culture. Uh, when I was younger, I do remember a kid at school telling me a story about her dad went out to a bus that was maybe like their bus, a bus parked in their driveway because he heard rustling noises and then he was shot. And I think this was like when I was in grade six. And that's something that always... Abigail Andrews' dad was shot? No, no, no. This is a completely different thing. Oh, different case. Sorry. Yeah, this that. was like I'm in grade six and... I remember this happening, and that's kind of like what awakened my true crime. Oh, that was your true crime origin story? Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, and then I interviewed a whole bunch of people to see what type of people are listening to true crime these days. Okay. It ended up being mainly students fall closely behind with healthcare professionals, and then teachers, administration, nonprofit workers, and people that work in the service industry. And I just thought of this right now that that makes a lot of sense. Because most of those professions are run um, are done by women, mm-hmm. and the majority of true crime listeners are female. In fact, a study conducted by Hall found that seventy three percent of true crime listeners were female, and only twenty four percent were male. Does that math work? I don't. Yeah, no. No. There's about 2% that you're not listening. But I'm also curious because I know that, like, we're kind of on a precipice of where we're actually acknowledging that non-binary people exist. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it would be interesting to kind of see what that's like. Exactly. And that, I mentioned that in um, the one we're going to be doing about female offenders uh, next month is just that, you know, it, it's where they're identifying that person in the statistics, not yeah. what that person's identifying themselves as. Mm-hmm. It does make sense that that is, uh, you know, 73% of listeners were female. Um, in particular, uh, it says in your notes here, white females. Yeah. <laughs> oh, white females. Oh, white oh, females. Oh, white females. I was one for a while, so you I can joke for, about they're it. They're the worst. We're I mean, the worst. <laughs> I was the worst until... No, white I'm, men are the worst. You are now the I'm worst. I'm now the worst. I've actually gotten you, worse yeah yeah no you, i have yeah i mean you can't you couldn't it's, help it you but the, it's unfortunately what i actually couldn't and i think the worst part of my transition was uh realizing how i was perceived then because i remember i was walking behind so when it's i was gotta a kid, be wild well okay so i was walking when i used to walk at night because I, I walk at night sometimes i just need to get those i have the zoomies i have adhd i gotta get i gotta get that energy out you've got the zoomies that's what my friend sarah says about her cat yeah so i get the zoomies because i'm apparently a cat um but um no just sometimes i have to get the energy out so i'll walk and I, I think the worst part for me was noticing that if i encountered a woman out at that time mm-hmm. they walked faster yes yeah but that it, never had happened to me before, statistics. and then I saw it. And no, I get it. Mm-hmm. I understand why. I felt bad you that have they, everybody they gets felt it. the need to then walk I faster. Uh, so that was very upsetting. But I mean, also kind of validating because then they're seeing me as a, a man, which I am, but also I'm not going to hurt you. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting that you say that because it's actually going to tie in to what I'm getting to next is kind of the why they're such avid consumers like right why it's mainly women but why people are actually really into this true crime culture some theories are that humans are intrigued with true crime because we want to confront our own dark thoughts so that they don't manifest into actions Ooh, i'll be honest i never want to confront my dark thoughts 
I, I don't know if my thoughts are that deeply I don't know, dark. Yeah, I don't think mine are that dark where I'm like, hey, let's kill somebody. No, 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 no. I mean, let my, me know if you thoughts, get there. My, my dark, oh, I will. Uh, but my dark thoughts are usually like, you're trash and no one likes you. Like, my you dark know what thoughts I mean? like, are about myself. For sure. Absolutely. And they're never, they never are like, hey, that person's trash. You should stab them in the eye. Like, no, you know what I mean? Never. Like, it's never that bad. So Young's theory of the shadow maintains that our mental health depends on our shadow, that part of our psyche that harbors our darkest energies, such as melancholy and murderousness. The more we repress the morbid, the more it forments neuroses and psychoses. To achieve wholeness, we must acknowledge our most demonic inclinations. Dun, dun, dun. Wow. Melancholy and murderousness sounds like a musical on Broadway about like the making of Sweeney Todd or some shit. Like I it does not sound. And it sounds super murdery and like an excuse to be murdery as it well. It does. I don't I don't think that we should be like, hey, that's part of human culture or human human nature because I don't feel like Mm-mm. I mean, I guess here's the thing is, you know, every time, every time that there's a serial killer and this is brought up in the 10 hour documentary that I mentioned earlier is people are always like, oh, man, that's animalistic behavior. Tell me an animal that kills for the fun of it. That is a very human behavior. Mm-hmm. Well, that's probably part of the trying to dehumanize them because we don't want to see humans as serial killers. That's true. Yeah, so that is it, but it, as an animal. But it is kind of a human trait. If you look at it, I don't know any other animal that kills for the sake of killing. No, me either. Um, usually it's out of defense or... Eating. Yeah, or nom, they're nom, hungry. Nom noms. Um, to get some nom noms. But yeah, it does kind of just sound like an excuse to be like, mm, well, we're all kind of trash. Uh, okay, what, what, what are some other theories? So another theory is that of the just world hypothesis. And this theory states that humans believe that the world is fair. So when something happens to someone, good or bad, it's because they deserved it. Oh. Yeah, rough. Um, one could draw on this theory to explain a reason why people victimize the victims of crimes. So is that like when, uh, when a woman is a victim of sexual assault and then mm-hmm. it's usually like, oh, well, she was wearing this or she told this guy this and she told another guy this or she, he bought her a drink and she said that he, she wasn't going home with him. Yes, and literally there was a case in Italy that got thrown out. Like the guy did not get charged because she was wearing clothing that was provocative and it was literally cited in like the court documents and this is the reason why. She was wearing a mini skirt by Burberry and yeah. that way okay that's she looked cool. good she was too hot fuck that yeah exactly research has revealed that our fascination has something to do with the glamorizing and sensationalized manner in which serial killers are presented in the news and entertainment media clearly in the Ted Bundy trial one can see how the media went into a frenzy and they glamorized it women even flocked from all over to attend the trial even though he'd murdered women just like them the media turned it into an event an event one didn't want to miss out on. Yeah. Well, and you can argue that that's still happening. I mean, look at it Dahmer, does. the new Dahmer series. Look we at, won't watch it. No, I'm not watching it. Also, the Ted Bundy tapes. Tried to watch it. Don't like it. Also, I'm sorry. If you're one of those people that really love Ted Bundy, I'm going to talk to you just now for mm-hmm. a second. This man Listen murdered up. a 12-year-old girl in a puddle of water. Yep. He does not think that you're hot. Mm-mm. You should not be attracted to him. Mm-hmm. I don't like telling people who they, who they shouldn't be attracted to, but I'll a man who purposely pretended to be injured so that women would take pity on him so then he could lure him into or lure them into his uh like customized murder beetle no fine you can you can do better and i believe that you can do better find better the problem well not the problem one of the problems with him is that there's many we don't have to pick just one yeah but because he was very 
very smart. He's highly intellectual. Too smart, being. actually. Yes. So he knew exactly how to get women to mm-hmm. come. It's like, the oh, I'm hurt. I'm sick. He's catering to women's need to help people, right? Yeah. You're getting people at their weakest, mm-hmm. which is so sick. And you see this too when it's often I find it's like serial killers, but they represent themselves in court, mm-hmm. which actually another um, murderer, murderer who we will talk about also tried to represent herself in court as well. Um, I may or may not touch on that. Yep. Heather McKinney uh, loves to share this Abraham Lincoln quote, which uh, a man who represents himself in trial has both a fool for a client and a fool for a lawyer. Every single time. And when I see that they're representing themselves... It's never good. No, no one's ever... I'm sorry. If you're thinking about... Don't do it. Don't do it. It's complete narcissistic behavior as well. It's just so... Absolutely. Oh, but I mean, I'm actually I'm here to watch it. I'm actually surprised that Alex Jones didn't present himself or like represent himself in court. Who's Alex Jones? Alex Jones is a Infowars guy who just uh, got ordered to pay nine hundred and eight. I think it was eighty five million. Uh, he spread lies about the Sandy Hook uh, shooting, so he said oh, that it know. didn't exist. Oh, if you're oh, if you don't know who oh, he's like, oh. he's that guy who's just like they put fucking chemicals in the water to make the frogs gay. Like it's all that shit. Uh, I would love gay frogs first off. Um, tag yourself i'm a gay frog take yourself i'm a gay frog cute things that i want to pet uh that's going on a shirt uh but also yeah so i mean anybody who represents themselves and you see it time and time again it's uh if they're usually disconnected from reality they, they are they have no knowledge of law whatsoever uh it, 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 you need a lawyer essentially if you get in criminal trouble here's the i can't give you legal advice but here's my personal advice get a freaking lawyer like i'll be your lawyer you are <laughs> your butt is my lawyer i my butt's everybody's lawyer that's why i lose all my cases uh not that i have many anyway but moving on the theory that i most gravitate towards is that we listen to true crime especially as women because we want to be prepared think about it we listen and we read true crime and it tells us about all those red flags to watch out for it shows us ways that women have escaped before and we might think like hey, I should pay attention to this in case I'm ever in this situation. Yeah, so I know that, like, you know, another thing, uh, I had a very hard time because I had undiagnosed ADHD until about 20, late late 2018. Blessed. And that's around, right? Uh, but that's around the time that I got really into my favorite murder. Uh, and they're the ones who actually made me go to radio school, and that's kind of where I'm at now. Um, but, um, you know, that they talk about, um, you know, wh- uh, they're always trying to give women advice, Maybe yeah. not you know, legally sound. Stay out advice. of the forest. Stay out of the forest. Yeah. Don't get murdered. Stay sexy. Uh, you know, yep. don't trust, you, you know, all these little Pepper things. Pepper spray. Pepper spray. Pray first. Ask for forgiveness later. Exactly. All these little things, which I think is great. I love what they've been able to put out. Because uh, women were often taught just to be polite. Be nice. And be nice. Yeah. And it gets that doesn't put help. In these, no. Um, you know, with the patriarchy. Uh, no, that doesn't help. No. Uh, if you're nice. I mean, if you want to be nice, great. But um, I'm nice. If you want to survive, uh, you are not. Well, sometimes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no. Uh, but you know that's and I mean my favorite murder when it comes to podcasts. I was like pretty groundbreaking when it came out in 2016. Yep. Um. Uh. Really, I I love their work. I, I'll be honest with you. Um. And you know, Sinisterhood also really great. Uh, wine and crime. Wine and crime. Mm. We love. Gives um, me a boner. I know you do. I, I, it gives you such a lady boner. It's the biggest. It's kind of Amanda un- Jacobson. It's kind of I am obsessed with her, and we are doppelgangers. We look exactly alike when we were in middle school. Okay, so here's my thing, though. You're a woman who loves true crime. Yes. 
do you listen why why do you listen to true crime do you do you listen to it for tips or do you listen to it because you're interested in the subject matter or both like i'm just curious i want to pick your brain for me mainly it's the forensic psychology around it okay because you you did your uh what do you do your behavior behavior consultant okay there you go so ideally my dream job would be to analyze behavior in the criminal justice field okay so that's what in university i did most of my like paper topics on and like research was like ways that you can use apply behavior analysis in the criminal justice field, such as uh, probation, creating plans, behavior plans for right. people on probation, or working within the prison system. So for those who don't know, what's a behavior plan if you're going on probation? Mm. Like, is that like a little like you have to do this, this, and this? Or is it like, what is it? Well, if I'm just thinking from like an applied behavior analysis perspective, it would be what can we do to make sure this person doesn't reoffend? So we want to like lower the recidivism rate, say, and we'd put in place specific things that are going to, you know, increase the risk. So you can only hang out with certain people. You have maybe you have a curfew. Maybe you can't do drugs and alcohol. That sort of thing. Right. So you look at kind of the, uh, you know, the the situation that led to the crime, and then you kind of look and you kind of see what what you can do to limit that behavior that occurred because of those factors i mean i don't know exactly what probation officers fully do on their day-to-day but for me when i'm creating behavior plans i'm thinking about what's the function of behavior and then trying to either prevent it teach an alternative behavior or maybe increase reinforcement for a better behavior um women in particular you know, we know that women in particular love true crime and the psychologists are saying that's because they want to increase their chances of survival if they find themselves in dangerous situations. That's interesting because, you know, a lot of, uh, we mentioned My Favorite Murder earlier, a lot of what uh, Karen does is she kind of retells, and I love that she does this because I would never be able to have access to it, so I'm not, you know, slamming her at all. But what Karen does, which I appreciate, is she retells those I survived stories. Yes. Uh, I do love a survival story. We do. We love a survival story. Mm -hmm. But I love it because uh, there was one, I don't know if it was Karen that was telling it, but it was that woman that essentially she had a husband and then he hired somebody to get her murdered. Oh, I mean, uh, that's not uncommon. Well, unfortunately no but uh, essentially she survived because she ended up like she ended up killing the guy who tried to kill her oh i do think i you know i don't even think this is a one-off thing no it's not but no but i i've at least heard of one of those things happening before because this woman like she ended up getting almost murdered by her ex-husband at the time and then uh well not her ex-husband but he hired somebody she killed the guy and now she consults people on how to best hold on let me look it up well it makes sense because we're watching these these shows or we're listening to these podcasts and we're either hearing about how these women escaped and so we can maybe even like remember and I've actually heard on different podcasts listeners writing in and saying I remember that you said to do blank 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 and mm-hmm. when I was in this situation I did it and it it could save their lives like even like the this the stay sexy, don't get murdered, coined by MFM. Yeah. It's basically that premises of don't just worry about what people think about you and being Mm -hmm. nice. Because a lot of the times when women are getting sexually assaulted or assaulted, it's because they are in a situation where they're trying to be nice. They don't want to be seen as the bad person. Yeah, which, I mean, honestly, our society likes to do a lot, where it's women that are doing it. It's never men that are wrong. Uh, Women wore something wrong, and that's why they got raped. Or, you know, vice versa, which is wrong. I hate that. Wear whatever the hell you want to. I think that as a man, 
you know, I've I've had the really interesting experience as a trans man to be like, I've gone through puberty twice. It sucks both times. Oh, I can only um, imagine. It sucks. Uh, but like, you know, so as, a, as a man, I so don't feel zits. like, you know, uh, if a woman wears spaghetti straps or whatever, I don't feel the, like I've never been like, I need to be inside you know what i mean like i've never felt the need to sexually assault anybody so no you know it's i don't it's not something that just you know it's not something that naturally happens it's something that men do that it, or, or women do because it happens it's usually about power it's about power sexual assault is not about attraction and i think that that's something i would love to dispel right now let me let me get on my soapbox yes. sexual assault is not about wanting to fuck somebody there it's about you've done something and i gotta take you down a fucking peg whether it's specifically like i know you or it's just a man who sees a woman who seems powerful and is threatened by that it's i'm it's a personal crime and it's about control it's not about sex it's not about you know you're beautiful and i just need need to do this no this is a man that wants to control you and that's or a a woman that wants to control you yeah it's not a gendered crime it happens to both men and women and it's committed by both men and women Mm-hmm. I remember a police officer came in and talked to us and said that rape was a gendered crime. It's fucking not. Uh, and I know that I, I pardon my French, but I, this is something I get really irritated about because men experience sexual assault. Women experience men, uh, sexual assault. It's wrong. No matter who commits it, whoever is the victim, I don't care. Mm-hmm. This is something that happens without that person's consent. And that very inherently makes it wrong. I think that that might be one that I'm going to touch on. I'll t- probably touch on like sexual offenders, um, in the future, I know I'm going to do female offenders, but mm-hmm. that might be yeah. Stay tuned for that one because that yeah. one's going to be interesting. We're going to talk to uh, about more people than just Eileen Warnos. Yes, uh, exactly. Who, but also very interesting case with Eileen Warnos. Yeah, and just just to wrap it up here. Yeah, sorry, um, we've been talking a while here. <laughs> I got on my soapbox. I had too much fruit wine. I love it. I love the fruit wine. But um, basically, so besides the wanting us to like know like those red flags like who's a psychopath who to avoid the worst one the worst theory and kind of information is that people are into true crime because entertainment which is where i struggle because what we're doing yeah we're making a true crime podcast yeah and And, and to to regale you with these crimes that have happened in our in our area is not just you know so you're entertained it's so you're informed yeah and there's a difference. So essentially, they're looking for steps on how to not get murdered. Yeah. They took the stay sexy, don't get murdered. They're doing the sexy part. They're working on the don't get murdered part. Mm-hmm. They're staying out of that forest hardcore. Mm-hmm. If you're in a cult, call your parent. Yeah. Especially, <laughs> I don't want to get sued. Copy, copywritten. 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 Uh, Kilgariff and Hardstark, 2021. Exactly. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's all she wrote, folks. And if you didn't hate it, feel free to tune in next time for a full episode on a northern true crime case. If you don't like these uh, quote unquote non episodes, please tell us because then we won't do them gently with lube. Yeah, please. Uh, with with your uh keep your thoughts and prayers with us Mm -hmm. and also just gently be like hey we would prefer some cases please but i think this is a really cool conversation and is something that i've been wondering for a while yeah and i find this stuff interesting and i've either researched some of these topics before or it's just something that i want to research so i'm going to get 
get dirty with it. Anyway, uh, this has been a really great, great conversation. Emily, uh, thank you so much for sharing your expertise on this. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Spencer. So if you want to keep up to date with us, you can follow us on Instagram. You're going to check us out at secrets of the North underscore podcast. Send us your Northern true crime stories that you want covered as well as any secrets that you have. So yeah, we're going to we're really pushing that. Please tell us some secrets. Tell me all your secrets. I want to know what your aunt Kathy did at Thanksgiving. I want to know what your father did at Christmas to ruin it um it happens you know what it is it is what it is what did you do during COVID to kind of stop yourself from getting sir crazy I want to know wild stuff you did during COVID we all did some weird stuff I want to know about any illegitimate children you have yeah some double lives probably maybe stolen merchandise I want to know it all I want to know stuff I want to know about your body I well, I don't know. With your consent, of course. With your consent, always um, consent. I want to. What's your favorite your number body. and why? What did your sister do in grade six that you had to take the fall for? I like, want to know happened. about your first sexual experience. I do not need to know <gasps> about that. If you don't want to share, that's you can send that to Emily. He did the G at, on Instagram. Uh, don't send me that. But I would like to see a picture of your cat. Uh, and I'd also like to know if you've tried any of the Northern Lights winery, yes. uh, estate winery wines. Nom, nom, nom. I have had several and I've been thoroughly impressed with each one of them. Yeah, me too. They bring, a, uh, you know, some unique things to the table each time. So the Boreal Fizzanti we've tried, the Bell Family wine we've tried, and mm. we've now tried uh, the Mortillo uh, which is quite good. I really enjoy blueberries. But um, or if you've been to the winery since we started talking about it, let us know. Yeah, I still want to go. We're going. We're gonna go one day. We're going. You're driving, but yeah, we're going. I'll drive. Uh, cool. Well, Emily, cool, cool, uh, cool, cool. Thank you so much. No, thank you, Spencer. Thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, I you. love you. Thank you so much for listening again. Secrets of the North underscore podcast. Please let us know anything that we need to cover, or if we haven't, or if you have any updates on some stuff we've already talked about. We're not superhumans. We we don't know everything. And there's this thing called an algorithm. And apparently, if you rate, review, and subscribe to us on Spotify or Apple or wherever you get your podcasts, mm-hmm. it does the podcast a world of good. Oh, good. Yeah, it makes my butt happy. I love that. Uh, you know what else makes your butt happy is fiber. Yes, oh, always. We love Minamucil. Uh We have had a few people rate our podcast. Very much appreciate it. Uh, you know, but give us your honest feedback if you don't like it. Let us know again gently with lube. Yep. Uh, but thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is a non-episode. You will have a full episode in two weeks where we talk uh, about a very serious crime. It's not that funny. I'm not going to lie to you. It's it's actually just kind of sad. But it is important that you know because it was fairly recent, and the person that was affected the most uh, was a very nice person. Mm-hmm. All right. All well, right, Emily. Thank you so much. I'm going to probably eat more pumpkin pie. I'm going to walk home. Okay, let's walk together. Okay, let's walk. Let's keep it safe. I'm into it. All right, let's cool. stay sexy. Well, nah. maybe I'll get murdered. We'll see. Okay, <laughs> bye. Thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast. Energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to energeticcity.ca slash join.